for just about everything for the outdoors. Go to MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Today is December 8, 2020, and today's episode is all about our Kansas Deer Camp. Welcome to the Fall Podcast. I am your host, Aaron Blasey, and today is episode 137, and I'm chipper right now. I'm chipper. I'm happy. Uh, today is a special episode because today I'm driving home from a long trip in Kansas. It's been a long fall, day 50 or 60-some. I, I, I got to go back and look how many days I've been on the road in the last two months. But um, today I'm in a truck. That's why you probably got a lot of noises going on around us. Uh, but today I have Keegan Zemer, my coworker, one of my good friends with me. And we are just came out of Iowa driving into Illinois, heading home. We got six more hours left. So we decided, hey, why not do a podcast? And I feel really bad to all the listeners out there because I have not had an episode in the last two weeks. And a lot of people have been reaching out, wanting to to listen to the full podcast. And I am very sorry. I have had no time. Literally, we've been hunting basically daylight to dark. And if we're not hunting midday, we're doing something on the farm and just trying to kill deer. That's all we're trying to do. And that's what today's episode is going to be about. Keegan and I are going to talk about our Kansas trip. We had five gun tags, two bow tags down there. And... Um, we're going to talk about Kansas, and it, it was a good trip, a fun trip. I killed a really good deer. Um, I can't wait to tell everybody about that. I, I did a post on Instagram about it, and everybody's DM. I say everybody. It was like three people. <laughs> <laughs> I hate when everybody says it's like everybody's DMing me. Like, roll how many How many is everybody, you Just know? It. It's like three people DM me, and we're like, oh, I can't wait to hear the podcast about it. So here it is. Hopefully get this out soon. Um, but, yeah. So if anybody out there that has not heard Keegan, he's been on a, quite a few of these podcasts, actually. And we're actually going to do another one probably right after this because Keegan killed a really good mule deer this year in Colorado. And not only is it a good mule deer, but it, there's a cool story to go with it. And we'll get into the weeds about that, but it was a collared mule deer, and he's got all the data from it. So it was pretty cool to like dissect that data and, and figure out how far that deer was actually moving in the summer and the winter. 
Um, so, but just for a brief bio, Keegan, anybody out there that hasn't heard the last couple podcasts with you on them, kind of give them a rundown, you know, elevator pitch of who you are. Sure. Um, while you're, Aaron's, while you're driving. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Aaron's friend and coworker. Uh, <laughs> I do all of the, uh, digital presence for Humanimal. So social email affiliate, um, that's kind of my jam. Jam. And uh, part-time, I would say, amateur filmer. <laughs> um, I'd say you're a step above Greenhorn. Yeah. I don't know. That could be amateur, I guess. That was me last year. <laughs> this year I learned to hit the record button a few more times yep. and put the tree arm in a somewhat respectable spot. <laughs> so. Oh, man. But, yeah, that's me. That's you in a in a in a nutshell. Yep, you're a you're a. I'm a, a happy-go-lucky guy. I'm you're a cheesehead cheese from Wisconsin. So. Yep. Well, good deal. We are going to get into the weeds on this one. So, I mean, last year, just to kind of go back and give uh, a brief story about how who got gun tags this year and why they did and all that stuff. So last year, Chris Casey, myself, and and that was it. Got bow tags. Cody and JB, they did not draw bow tags. Uh, Lee, Keegan, and Adam got gun tags last year, and you guys went down and killed three awesome bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the first time we've ever gun hunted that farm and realized, like, okay, we need to gun hunt the farm more because <laughs> it's really fun. <laughs> yeah. So this year, Adam, Lee, and Keegan got bow tags. Me, Chris, Casey, Jason, Cody got gun tags. So Coming into the season, you know, season started on the 2nd, December 2nd, and I believe it's 11-day season, I think. I could be wrong with that. 11 or 12, 10, 11, 12-day season. Well, we come down here, and we got here two days, no, three days, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, three days before gun opener. So uh, Lee had a bow tag, so Lee decided, him and I, we were like going to jump in a stand and try to fill his bow tag. So we went to a stand called Mission Impossible first morning and uh, had a slow slow sit, you know, right off the gate, basically. But we figured it was going to be late movement. Didn't know if the deer were going to be rutting anymore. Um, figured that there might be like another hot doe that might come in and might and might check. But we were in a we were in a high doe concentration concentrated area. Yeah, I think before you get into this story, you should touch on the fact that Lee and Adam were down. In Kansas. Sure, sure. What, a week and a half ago? Yep. Ten, two weeks ago? Yeah, so Lee and Adam did come down for bow season um, basically from, like, the 14th of November to, like, the 22nd of November. Yeah, something like that. week. And had an unbelievable week. Adam missed a, like, a giant, a booner, shot right <laughs> over his back. Um, and they just saw, like, three huge deer in the 160s. Um, if not bigger, day. yeah, bucks every day, chasing everywhere. It was like the week, you know, my my week I had last year in Iowa with the Hambino, that was like what they described this week being, like bucks mm-hmm. every sit, shooters, you know, running everywhere. So we're like, oh, hopefully, you know, hopefully it holds true and a little bit of the rut might be going on and we can get a little bit of that, a little bit of that action, like the bucks still on their feet in daylight. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of preempting, like, coming into this gun season so lee and i were in the stand mission impossible i'm sorry adam did kill that first trip he did he did yep. kill they gained good intel and adam yep. killed yep so adam did kill yep. yep lee didn't kill so lee and i get in the stand 
And uh, it was, I can't remember what time it was. It was like mid-morning. All of a sudden he looks over and he's like, shooter, like big buck, coming through the cedars. Deer comes in, big old eight-pointer. He's kind of broke up a little bit. A lot of our deer broke up right now. It's it's, And we'll so get many. more into that in a little <laughs> bit. But um, huge, uh, old. You can just tell he's old, mature deer. Wide deer comes in, great footage. Lee puts a good shot on him. He runs like 30 yards and dies. So we're like on a high you know killed a buck first morning we just got into camp the night before and got one down so like great way to start camp so now we got like two days just to get everything else dialed you know trail cams blinds where we want them and i don't know just just kind of get into the groove it's deer camp you know Mm -hmm. it's opening day it's the way i was so excited for it it was just like back in high school when you know in michigan november 15th like opening day rifle season i haven't been that excited for opening day rifle season in a long time so that was exciting but um so yeah i mean that was kind of the start of it and then uh you and cody came down tuesday you Mm -hmm. guys had some things to do came down tuesday opener was wednesday morning so tuesday night casey decided to you know throw a little game in there yeah so it was like a card game and I was out in La La Land, so I'll let Keegan kind of explain. <laughs> I just pulled a card. Yeah. <laughs> so Keegan was in it. Yep. So it was five guys, cards ace, two, three, four, five. And it was uh, everybody picked for the first time to draw ace, low card wins, to draw again <laughs> for first choice of stand, which I thought was a little bit. A little weird. A little aggressive that you draw to draw your card, but. That's how that's how it went. So, I think the first person to draw the very first card. So the the person to draw to draw for the next one was Cody, right? I think so. Cody drew. So first, Cody picked first, and I'm standing in the room behind him. And before everybody announced their cards, I saw what card Cody had, and I'm like, okay. But then everybody else picks their cards, and whoever I think it was Casey goes, all right, who's got the ace? And Cody goes, yep. I got the ace. So that's first pick. I got I got the first round I got the three. So I had to I got to pick the third the time. third card yep. for the next one. Yep. So the next round you pick your card to then pick your stand. Yep. And first dibs. Yep. So whoever first gets the dibs. ace gets to go wherever he wants. Yep. So that one, Cody picks his card. I think second pick was Chris. Chris. And Chris wasn't gonna hunt opening morning because in his story, we might get into that later in a different podcast, but his gun had just showed up. And the reason why his gun showed up is because one of his really good friends, um, he was, I got a phone call coming in. So unprofessional. Come on. <laughs> come on, Mama Zemer. <laughs> um, no, one of his really good friends had passed away a couple years and years ago, and his son sent him his Winchester gun to use. So... Kate, or Chris didn't get the gun in time, so he didn't he didn't have it sighted in. Didn't want to hunt opening morning, so his plan was to film Cody. Yep. Okay, then pick up on where Cody. Yep. So Chris was number two. Number three was Casey. Me. J- I, you I, were number oh, no, three. No, 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 no. Okay. For picking stands. Picking stands. Would I have think been... it was Casey, and then JB. Yes. Yes. Yep. So then Casey um, picked third, followed by JB. JB. And then I got and the last. Aaron pick. had last pick. Casey goes, all right, who's got the ace this time? Cody. <laughs> so, and now we have this stand called the Igloo stand. Mm-hmm. And 
there's a deer there that we call the war horse. That deer has been around on the farm since 2017 that we know of. And in 2017, we figured he was a mature deer at that time, so four or five years old. Not, I mean, he was just always a big deer, kind of deformed rack. You know, he, you know, he got injured maybe or something like that. So he had a growth in his brain. He did. He did. When, when, Chris... when we caped him out, he had a growth. He had yep. a tumor in his brain, like in his skull plate. Yep. Um. So cat's out of the bag. Cody kills him. <laughs> but anyway, um. So when Lee and Adam were here bow hunting earlier, they had an encounter with him, and Lee actually passed him up. Could have killed him and passed him up. He's huge. Lee said he didn't think his arrow would make it through. Him. Yeah, Lee said I didn't think my arrow would penetrate him. Um, but it just was a deer that Lee didn't really want to, you know, pursue. So it was a good deer for Cody. Cody hasn't killed a lot of deer, and you know he was that deer is pretty frequent in that area. So we're like, Cody goes, I'm I'm gonna go to Igloo. Yep. Chris opted out of the opening morning, so he didn't pick. So Casey got to pick next, yep. and Casey picked. Four corners. Four corners, which is on the intel Adam and Lee were giving us is the spot where they've been seeing most of the mature shooters. Mm-hmm. Especially Arkansas Dave, which I think it's probably is, the biggest deer on the farm. Is who Casey was really targeting and yes. you know, hoping to see. Big, was he a main 10 with a bunch of trash? Yep, yep. Yeah. Probably in the high 160s, might touch 170. Yep. Yeah, so he picked, and then JB picked, and he picked the junkyard. Mm-hmm. which is proven historic is like, you know, we've killed quite a few deer in the junkyard, and it's just you just never know what's going to show up in there. Mm-hmm. So he went to the junkyard, so then I got to pick. And um, I picked below the – it's called the Rock uh, Rockstar Stand. This is where Adam killed yep. his deer. So Lee was filming me. <clears throat> Chris was filming Cody. Keegan was filming Casey. And Thad, one of our other guys – New guy um, was filming JB. So opening morning comes. We go to our stands. Yep. I did not see one deer. <laughs> <laughs> I got skunked for the first time this year. Did not see one deer. So I'm like, well, go figure. The guy that gets to pick last doesn't yep. see a deer. Yep. It's Garholt. You know? <laughs> um, <clears throat> Cody killed the war horse. First thing. I At mean, 7.17. Yeah. It was like right after shooting... You know, shooting like started, like shooting time. Yeah. Warhol shows up. Basically, I mean, the best you could script it. Yeah. Blows him down. Yeah. So one on the board. And then uh, it wasn't too much longer. JB killed in the junkyard. Big nine pointer. 907. 907. Was it 907? Yeah. Okay. So he killed like a big nine, probably mid 140s, um, nine pointer. Mm hmm. And that was basically it. I mean, for that day, I went to the Beat Lab blind that night. On JB's quick. So it was funny because the night before, Lee said, 9 o'clock, you will kill in the junkyard. Yep. I remember him yep. saying that. And then JB later that afternoon when, you know, everybody, Cody and him brought his bucks back. We had lunch. You know, they told their stories, whatever. And JB's like, yeah, we were just starting to say how. Lee was wrong. wrong. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, yeah, he was off by seven minutes. Yep. Sorry. No, that was pretty good, That's pretty cool. But, yeah, then you moved. I went to the Beat Lab blind that night, and Beat Lab is – Chris hunted the Beat Lab a lot the last couple years, saw shakes out of there a couple times, the biggest deer that we've ever had on the farm. You know, 190s, might be 200. 
Um, saw Sundown in there a couple times. So I was like, I really don't know what I'm going to see in here. You know, it's a big CRP bottom surrounded by an island of cedar trees mm-hmm. with a pond dam. And it's a cool spot. It's it's a beautiful spot. Overlooking a big cornfield down below. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So I can cover a lot of ground. Yep. And um, so I went there. And wouldn't you know it, I mean, a buck comes out of the out of the island, and I go, Lee, big deer. Or no, Lee saw him first. I'm sorry. And Lee goes, looks like a shooter, A.B. And I picked the binos up. I'm like, okay, yep, looks pretty good. He was behind some stuff, got the gun on him, and he's coming down at us. And I'm like, I put, I put, I put the crosshairs right on the chest, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. He goes, what? I said, I think he's three. I, <laughs> I, and Lee goes, no way. You know, he's filming, so he's looking at a little LCD screen. And I said, I think it's the bifurcated deer. So the bifurcated deer is basically he's got an inside tying on his right side, I believe. That's a bifurcation. It's it, They share the beam. Yeah, they share the beam. Yep. It's like a second G3. Um, and he's like bladed, bladed beams and everything. And I'm like, I click the safety put the safety gun back on safe and i'm like he's three years old i can't kill him like i just know i just yeah. could tell the body was but this deer is toting a 150 inch rack he's gonna be a stud like and i pass him and he walks down <laughs> in the trees and lee looks at me i'm basically crying and lee goes that was the biggest deer you've ever had to pass and i said <laughs> yeah you're right it is i said if i was not here and anywhere else, that yep. deer would – because, I mean, we're trying to manage as much as we can as well. Yeah, Casey called him No-No. Yeah, we named this him No-No. Year, he's, a, he's a No-No. He's a No-No. Yeah. And then saw some does that night, and then, uh, I mean, just after camera light, we're kind of packing up, and I look over, and five bucks come out. And right behind us, single file, and one is a mature deer. You can just see frame, can't really tell much other than that, but his body is just huge. So they kind of – scamper off and it gets dark enough we get out so next morning comes like that night before we're like okay where's everybody gonna go Mm -hmm. chris was gonna go in the junkyard yep uh or no igloo i think chris went back to igloo because we had a big nine in there as well he said igloo that night i know for sure oh you're right he did at lunch he came in and sighted the gun in and then he said igloo casey and i moved a banks over two four corners yep that night we had a nice eight that got to the neighbor's property line, tried to jump the fence, like looked like he was going to jump the fence twice, a mature, eight. a mature eight, and he didn't jump the fence. I mean, literally chest to the fence twice, <laughs> and then walked down the property line. Like sniffs the yeah sniffs the fence like he's you know gets his back feet ready. Got him, like he got him ready, got in position, and it yeah. was like ah, yeah, that looks that looks like too much work. And honestly, I don't even remember what Chris saw that night. Probably some does and a couple of mutton Jeffs. And yeah. I want to. So we refer to a lot of mutton Jeffs of like deer. Mutton Jeffs are just like little, little basket rack, year and a half, two yeah. and a half year old deer. So whenever you hear us say mutton Jeffs, they're just little dinks. That's they're all. not named yet. Yeah, they're not. Yeah. They're not named. So that night I saw those bucks, and then so we get back and we're like, "Where's everybody gonna go?" And Chris is like, "Well, I'm gonna go into the junkyard." And I said, "I'm gonna go back into the beat lab." Because, I mean, Casey was going to go to Four Corners. Didn't really know where else I really wanted to go. And I saw those five bucks in there. So I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, we'll see what happens. So we get, Lee and I get down in the blind. 
and we're sitting there. It's cold. I mean, it's like 30, 29, 30 degrees. It was cold morning. Yep. And drinking, I'm trying to drink coffee, and I feel like every time I, I take a sip of coffee, a deer comes out or something. It was like, <laughs> I don't know, a dinner bell to him. Or That's something. how it works. It is. Yeah. So I look behind us. It finally gets daylight. I look behind us, and I go, Lee Shooter. He's walking right at us, and all I can see is chest and antlers. And I'm like, big deer. And Lee go, looks back, and he goes, oh, fuck yeah. Like, he was like, he looks at him. He's like, yep, shooter. I pick the gun up. I take the safety off. I put the crosshairs right on him. And I start pulling <laughs> about one pound of pressure. And it takes about two pounds to, to, <laughs> to let the gun go off. Yep. And Lee goes, wait, wait, make sure it's not the bifurcated deer. And I'm like, oh. And I look up, and there he is. It's the bifurcated deer. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> This deer about just soaked one up. Yep. And he finally he, like, turns, and you can see his body, and he's a puppy dog. He comes to 80 yards, and this deer is so big. Just like, showing off He's mid-140s to, like, could touch 150 as a 3-year-old. Yeah. And you can tell he's a 3-year-old. You can just know he's not a 4-year-old. We're trying to kill 4-year-olds or bigger. That's what we're trying to do. And I just could not get this deer a day over three and a half years old. It's his neck. It's neck, his neck, body, He's, legs. Yeah. Yeah, you could tell. So he kind of sits there and he kind of works off and whatnot. And, had, and it's raining also. Mm-hmm. It was raining, I forgot. Yes. It's raining. and uh, Kind of a nasty day. It was nasty. It was rain, dreary. sleet, trying yep. to snow. It was, I think... At like 9 a.m. or whatever, it was like 35 degrees. It was yeah. trying to snow, but it couldn't. Yep, it was cold, and and uh, it was supposed to turn into snow that day, and it did for a brief, brief little stint there. But yep. so anyway, we keep keep hunting, you know, and it it's a little after eight o'clock, and something catches me out of the corner of my eye, over towards to our right is a pond dam. And the pond dam feeds into this island of cedars. And it's probably three acres patch of cedars in the middle of a CRP field. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of deer, it seems like for the last four years, if you watch deer go into, like, they'll come into this. You'll watch them, like, run or walk for a mile through CRP, and they'll come right to this island every time. And then they spread out the other side and disperse somewhere. You know, it's just... They just love this island. They love the structure to it. Yeah. And I think a lot of bucks will cruise the pond dam to check for does um, and just scent check it. So mm-hmm. I catch something out of the corner of my eye over the pond dam, and it's like a deer running down into the cedars. And I'm like, what was that? And I I, heard, I quick grabbed my gun because I didn't know if it was a doe <laughs> or a buck or whatnot. <clears throat> Excuse me. And no sooner I'm looking for what deer, and it was a doe, runs into the I was looking for her running into the the island and I catch them out of the corner of my eye and I look back and like jumping the fence on her butt is a buck and mature buck immediately I saw his body and I'm like mature shooter I just told big Lee deer. Mature, big deer and I saw his G2 I saw his beam and I'm like Lee get on him like we it's going to happen fast here mm-hmm. And uh, Lee gets on him. I said, are you good? Yep. I stop him. Boom. Shoot. And he runs 
right into the island. Did big mule kick, runs into the island. Shot. I felt really good with the shot. And we lost him in the island. But as we lost sight of him, he was kind of like, he was lumbering a little bit. He was like kind of like getting lower. And I'm like, man, I just feel like he's done for, you know. Um, he never came out the other side that we could see. And uh, it was at 821 in the morning. And I'm like, wow, you know, like that happened so fast, you know, so fast. And uh, so we're doing our hoot and holler and everything. And everybody's texting us like we hear AB go boomy, you know, like we have all these sayings or whatever and jb and and chris weren't far away in the junkyard and they're like we hear you abg what'd you shoot what you get you know stuff like that yeah and um i have no idea who this deer is not a clue yeah. i just know he's big and mature not sure how big you know yeah and this is where the roller coaster of emotions comes in and i was really pissed at myself and i'll explain why so we get all our cuts done and everything and get and and I was like, Lee, let's look at the footage. I want I want to see the shot. I want to see go through everything and see what happened. I want I want to make sure we're not going to, you know, walk up there. It's raining so there's going to be no blood. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't I just want to it's basically going to be a body search. I don't want to get into a scenario where I want to know going into it that he's either going to be a dead deer or, or we're going to be Or if you need to be ready. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, Lee looks at the shot and I'm texting and stuff like that i was texting my wife texting my dad and um lee goes hey this is like it's a great shot i mean literally right at the point of the shoulder like right behind like the deer shouldn't be far and he's like i think it's the broken beam deer and i'm like really i said i feel like he had both beams you know he's like i'm almost positive it's a broken beam deer we had this broken beam deer in mission impossible where lee and i killed with his bow three days before or three or four days before he was frequenting up there, which isn't not far from where I was at. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, so this is where I got pissed at myself because I kind of got upset that he had a broken beam and I'm like, well, dang it. You know, like I was bumming a little bit. And I, I don't know why I felt like I almost felt like ungrateful. Yeah. You know, like I should like, I don't know. I don't know what I was feeling. It was just really weird. Like just disappointed a little bit, maybe that. Yeah. You didn't notice, or I don't know. But you I shouldn't mean, have been. <laughs> the thing is, I went out. I didn't. You know, I went out there for a mature deer. Yeah. Inches don't matter to me. Yep. You know, we talk in inches because that's just a way to describe a deer. Yeah. You know, and whenever, especially on a podcast, it's like, well, how big was he? Well, he's a big eight. Well, you know, what he scored? Well, one forty. Oh, that's a giant eight. You know, yep. like yeah. That's just how we do that so i wasn't going out for a score or anything i just wanted a mature deer and he was mature and yep. i was pissed at myself because i felt like the antler size was taking away from my experience yep um so i was having a little bit of a pity party and i'm like yeah you know uh, but i and then I, we sat there for like 15 minutes and just let it rain it was like we're in no hurry chris and jb were gonna come help us and and uh i started thinking about it i'm like you know what why are you why are you being a little ass bag like this, and you know, you got put into the situation. You worked your ass off to do this, and you know, it, you did everything right, and you came here for a goal, and that was to kill a mature deer, and, and you probably did that. Yep. So then I immediately was like, you know what? Screw it. Like, why are you being an ass hat? Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yep. But um, so Chris and and JB came, and we walked up there, and 
So Lee and Lee and JB were filming the recovery, and uh, I'm looking for blood and looking for any sign of like maybe find some blood. And then we're getting closer to the island, and and Lee saw him first laying there, and he told Chris, and I didn't hear anything, and they let me go a little bit, and then Chris goes, "AB, I see," and it, <laughs> and I go, "No." No, you know, so I'm yeah. looking, doing the the giraffe neck, you know, where's he at? <laughs> and he go, and Chris goes, he's huge, and I go, what? And I look, he goes, come here. I look over there, and I and his, like his left side is just he's laying right there. He went like 40 yards, and I'm like, holy fuck, <laughs> he's giant. So we walk up there, and I'm like, oh my god, this is the biggest body deer, huge, huge deer. He's got a big Roman nose, scar on his nose. His nose is completely broken. Crooked. He's just a fighter. Yeah. Just a fighter. And his right beam is broke off. It is broke off just after the G2 on the right side. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, pleasantly surprised. I'm like, holy shit. Like, huge body deer. Old deer. You could just tell. He was mm-hmm. just huge. And we're looking at his rack. He's chocolate racked. I mean, it was raining, so he's a little more chocolate than than he would be. But I'm like, wow, this is, like, crazy. Um, start counting him up. He's got 11 scoreable with a broken beam. And we're it's not clicking, like, who this deer is. It's just like a giant deer. It's a new deer. New yep. deer, you know? Yep. And um, so we're, like, Googling over this thing and, and – Chris is like, this is huge. This freaking deer is giant. So we do all that stuff and everything and and uh, all the filming. And we load him up, go back to camp, and everybody gathers, all that kind of stuff. And I gutted him out and get him hung up. Obviously, had the tag on him in the field and and uh, get him hung up. And, you know, three deer down so far. So, okay, yep. cool. So fast forward to that evening after the evening hunt, um, we're, Casey and I and the guys, like, we were starting to look at trail cams and whatnot. And I told Lee, I said, you remember that deer that you guys got on camera when you and Adam were down here in bow season? He was like a big mainframe 10 walking away from the camera, you know, and he's got, he had a, a branch in his antlers. He goes, yeah. And I said, is this that deer? I just cause What it, made you think that? Because of his frame. Okay. Because his left side, the side that he had, the G2 and everything, I just felt like it was like the same kind of frame. That's literally all. Okay. Because we didn't know who that deer was. Right. So I'm like, well, is that this that deer? Mm-hmm. So we went back and looked, and sure shit, it was him. Me and he too. had his complete right side. Yep. And that was 10 days before I killed him. Yep. And he had, so his G2, he had, a, he had his G2, and he still has it, but he broke off. His G3, which was just over 8 inches or so, we figured. Yeah. Um, and then he had a bifurcation G3, which was the, about the same length. Yeah. So he broke that off, and then he broke the rest of his beam off. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, this thing is He's giant. Crazy. You know? Yeah. So then that kind of got the juices flowing. I'm like, I want to see if we know this deer from last year. Uh-huh. Casey looks at it and goes, dude, that is Wilson from last year. <laughs> And I'm like, no way. He goes, yeah, it is. Let me pull it up. And he pulls up the cameras, and he's looking at all these in, all these trail cam videos and pictures we have of this deer we named Wilson last year. And we're and it's like almost identical 
to him last year, but I'm like, there still could be that, you know, that... Uh, Is it a sibling or... Yes. Yeah, you don't know for sure. And Casey pulls up this picture from last year, and he goes, does he have this notch in his ear? And I got bug-eyed, and I'm like, holy shit, he does. It is the same notch in his ear. Yep. Just, I mean, 100% same yep. deer. 100%. So then we started thinking about, like, okay, last year, September 19th, 2019, Casey and I were down in Kansas. We're doing a gas and glass one night. We see this deer in the bean field. And all you can see is, like, his nose up of his antlers over the beans. And we're looking. And this deer's giant. It was the first shooter we saw all trip. And I'm filming him with the spot and scope. I'm filming him through the spot and scope or whatnot. And we're like, what do we name him? And I'm like, let's name him Wilson. Like, cause I love the movie or the show home improvement. Mm-hmm. And if you ever, ever seen home improvement, the neighbor on home improvement, he never shows his face. He's always behind the fence or something. Yep. So we named him Wilson. Well, we got so many trail cam pictures and videos of that deer last year. And nobody ever got an opportunity at him. And then this year, he shows up, and Lee got a, like that, or a couple pictures of him. Mm-hmm. One with full antlers. The other one was like he was broke. Yep. Um, so that was kind of kind of cool. So I killed Wilson. You killed Wilson. <laughs> but and the, he's a tank. He's a tank. So the, the, the ditch that I killed him on is actually the ditch. It's about, I don't know, a couple hundred, four or five hundred yards away from where we saw him first last year. So that was like his haunt where he... You know where he would run. Yep. So it was kind of fitting that he died right there. But yep. Just I mean, mass for days. He so carries mass from yeah. his bases all the way out. Like you said too, just the chocolate rack is yep. awesome. Yeah, and like I said, it, score is not. I've said it before. It's not big to me, but I wanted to know. I wanted to know what he would score. You know at the way he is right now and then we could you know try to figure out what he broke off and everything Mm -hmm. and as he sits right now without the rest of his beam and without his g3 and his bifurcated g3 he scores 126 right now Mm -hmm. he's got six and a half inch bases he carries four just over four and a half inches of mass throughout his beams so all and he's 16 and a half inches wide his g2s are almost 12 just shy of 12 inches and then we figured out, we tried figuring out, so we doubled his beam size. So his beam, his good beam was 20 and a half inches long. So we doubled that for his right side just to get a, a rough ballpark. Yep. And then we went back to the vi- the pictures and the videos we had of him this year of full, you know, antlers. Yep. And we tried to judge what his G3 and that bifurcation were. We figured it was around eight and seven inches. Yeah. He's um, very symmetrical. I mean, very symmetrical. symmetrical so yeah. The guesstimate is yep. close. And we doubled his circumferences, so his mass measurements from the one side to the other, and he scores 160 and two eights. Yep. So huge. Yeah. I mean, and then when I was caping him out, I, he's. And the other thing is, is he's got two big tines that come off his back of his be, uh, bases that you yeah. can't even see. Yeah. They're, one's almost four inches. The other one's almost three inches. It's almost, when I look at him, it's almost like brow tines got laid backwards yes. off the back of his bases. Yep. If brow tines were like, you know, like Play-Doh, and you just took your hands and laid them back. And laid them down, they flattened. Yep. And then they're 
back on his head. Yep. It's crazy. Yeah, so if he would have had everything, he would have been a 14-point. <laughs> <laughs> but he's 11-point still, and he's broke it's, off. It's so he's going to look cool on the wall. I'm going to get him mounted because he's so big. Yep. I mean, the pictures, I don't really know even if they give give him justice because he's missing a beam. But this deer, when you hold him, huge. Yeah. And I, I measured his neck. He's got a 35-inch neck. Yeah. <laughs> and no yeah. teeth. No teeth. I caped him out in his front <laughs> teeth because I wanted to get him aged. His front teeth, so his bottom teeth and the in the front there. You know, you take the two front incisors out and send those in to get aged. Literally, are I've got pictures of it. They are worn down to basically nothing. Well, I dug them out anyway, and I'm gonna send them in see if they can age them still. I don't know if that's like just eating. Too many salt licks because we're in cattle country. It's a big cattle farm. Yep. Or just rotten his teeth. I don't know. Or if he's just literally that old. Seven plus years old. I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to tell because he, I mean, he improved from last year. Yes. So he did. It would make you believe that he's still on his, was on his upswing, but. It's hard to tell. I mean, with that mass, though, I mean. Yeah. I never thought I'd shoot a deer with bases <laughs> as big as the Hambinos. No, and I can't remember what the Hambinos bases were, but they were over six. Yeah. But these are six and a half inch bases. Yeah. Well, I told you, too, that, like, from the moment, the first time I saw him in the back of the range, I'm like, oh, that's a, I mean, great buck. And then you hung him up. And then once you caped him, and I saw pretty much what he would look like as a Euro completely like for me it different was a completely different animal on the table I'm like oh my gosh i don't know if it was just you know the brown because the antlers were so chocolatey that it was like brown on brown and there was no contrast and then all of a sudden it was brown on white and you're just able to see massive bases but I, when i saw that i was like even more impressed it's <sighs> You know, and I like I said earlier, I'm pissed at myself. I'm still pissed at myself because I felt like I got away from, for their first split second, I felt like I got away from why I do this. Yeah. You know, the antler size. And it, I got caught up in it, and i fucking pissed. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But he's a good deer. He's an old deer. I'm going to, like I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call deer age. I get all my deer age through deer age and see if they can still age him because i don't want to send the teeth if i can't get him aged but i mean he's literally they were they were worn down to the gum like he had no front teeth i don't know how he would eat yeah you know and his teeth on the sides were worn but there were still teeth there i don't know it's it'll be interesting if they are able to do it just to see you know how old he is yep and it'll be a good tell for other deer that are taken off that property too you for know, sure yeah like may, maybe it, it is because of the if there's salt licks and whatever then you just know that going yep. forward too and my gut tells me so last year and all the sightings we had of him last year i figured he would be like a four or five year old mm-hmm. but i could be completely wrong i don't know i yep. mean that would put him at five or six this year yeah but i just don't i've never seen a deer I mean, the Hambino was seven and a half years old, and he's, his teeth weren't really that worn. Yep. You know, so I, I don't know. I, I'm going to be surprised. Yep. That'll be cool. So that was basically 
or no, I forgot. Chris killed. Yep. So uh, kind of buzzed through the rest of the, the week. Chris killed the day after me, and that I, I don't want to get into that story yet because yeah, I want to have to have him on. I'm going to have Chris on to talk about that. We'll either do it on the, the Humanimal podcast mm-hmm. or the Fall podcast. Unbelievable story. Let's just put it so this cool. way. Chris killed a really good deer with one of his best friend's guns that had passed away, and he actually killed him on the day that he passed away three years ago. Yeah. It was, I mean, you could not... You could not write it up, write it up any any sweeter than that. Yeah, you know, yeah. A lot of tears Amazing. were shed. I'm not gonna lie. When I was <laughs> when we were filming the recovery, I was like welling up. I mean, I, I was just flexing my triceps. That's yeah. I've, that's what I kept telling everybody. You know, <laughs> I didn't know the his friend or you know anything about it, and it was just a completely moving story. Yeah. So that one definitely you know took the cake. That was a big eight. He was probably mid-30s, might touch 140s and eight. Yep. Sure he, we figured he was four years old. We killed some good deer. I mean, like I said, JB's was a four-year-old, mm-hmm. you know, mid-140s. Cody's, we took his teeth out, too, because we figured the war horse is probably seven, maybe yeah. seven I mean, you plus. you guys have pictures from 2017, so four years of history then, and yeah. he was not a not a mutter of Jeff even at that point. No. So. And so that we killed some mature deer. Casey unfortunately did not kill one. We mm-hmm. hunted his butt off. Keegan had a bow tag. You hunted your ass off the last four or five days, self filming because mm-hmm. yeah. everybody went home. Yeah. Um, had an opportunity at some younger deer, like a really good young deer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was fun. So. Yep. That's about Kansas in a nutshell. I mean, Kansas in a nutshell. Yeah. Hopefully, Crazy Kansas. Yeah. It, it's fun. Want to yeah. do it again next year? I, I that's the most excited I've been for a gun hunt in a long time, and I haven't. Like, I don't do a lot of gun hunting, and if I do, it's just late season to get some meat. You know, if that I haven't, you know, if I hadn't killed anything, or. Mm-hmm. Um, but to actually physically go out with a gun after a buck, it's the first time I've done that since 2013, Forever. 12 or 13, yeah, I mean, something like that. Yeah, I think a lot of it, too, is just the anticipation, right, where Lee and Adam were there and the fact that, like, you guys over the past three or four years of having the farm have been managing and you know what's out there, right? You know, so that coupled with the fact that Lee and Adam were out there a week to ten days before and we're sending pictures daily (laughs) of all of these bucks that they're seeing was like you you knew what you were walking into yep and that had to be exciting it was exciting i i didn't have a tag but i was excited to go out and sit and see who was going to show up yep for sure no it was good it was it was a lot of fun had a lot of fun with the guys and now it's kind of back to reality editing season we might hit one or two more late season trips i might hunt a little bit around home but it's going to be about the concluder, probably, for me. Yeah. So. Are you ready for it? Ready for what? Ready for season's, season's end, I guess. I am. Uh, I have to go back and look how many days I've been on the road. But it's it's in the 50s. It might be touching 60 now. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we've been to Colorado, been to Nebraska, um, had two great hunts there. Um, a lot of cool stories that I haven't really gotten out there yet yeah. um been a busy fellow <laughs> yeah 
It's I'm tired. <laughs> a little burnout, I'm not going to lie. I feel like a little burnout right now. But uh, took it right down to the end, I feel like, and going home a little heavier than we went there with. That's right. So, But I guess I'm going to leave you guys with, with that. A um, little update there. I'm going to get more on a schedule now, hopefully, um, getting podcasts out. I've got a lot of cool guests lined up. That's what I've been doing the last couple of weeks. I felt bad that I wasn't getting anything out, so I was actually just trying to get a hold of guests and get them lined up. Got some great guests coming on. Um, but, yeah, that's that's where I'm at with it. Uh, so, yeah, thanks for the support, everybody. If you could go to iTunes, leave a five-star rating and some feedback, that would be much appreciated. Don't forget we do have a few episodes over on the Humanimal Podcast. Um, if you want to listen to some some of that goofy content, uh, also go to our YouTube channel, look at those videos. The videos, everything that we've shot this fall is going to start getting edited here soon. Um, so those will start rolling off you know, here this winter. Uh, once I get closer to knowing when those will be launched, I will let everybody know because everybody's been asking. So that's about the best update I can give you on that. So do you have anything to sign off with? <laughs> I don't, think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Just like Aaron said, go check out the the social channels and we'll keep you informed once we're pumping stuff out. Yep. So definitely. And we're gonna we're gonna end this podcast, but we're gonna start another one here in a minute to talk about Keegan's Mule Deer because I don't even know this story yet. I've I've been saving it for the podcast. I wanna know more about it. Um, we're gonna record this and uh, yeah, so thank you guys for the support. And uh, hopefully everybody's out there filling their last-minute tags. And uh, good luck the rest of the season. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, I'm old there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV.